Welcome back. <laughs> I am so excited for this episode because today's a big deal. This so is a, a big... BFD. BFD. Do you know why? Do you know why, babe? Oh, I know why. You know why? Do you want to say it? I'll we, let you say we it. We haven't talked about it at all. <laughs> I don't, but I'm just, I just know... I'm sure we're thinking the same thing. Shoot. Should we say it at the same time? No, you go. No, I want to do it at the same time. Okay. To see what our answers are. Okay. One, two, three. Daycare. No children. <laughs> Daycare. <laughs> yes. So today's episode is a big fucking deal because we are recording it with no kids here. This is the first podcast episode we have recorded with no kids in our house. The production value will be amazing. Oh my God. It's like we're professionals now. We did hair and makeup before this. Oh, yeah. Because we can't. <laughs> we actually did not. You did. I didn't. No um, makeup. So, yeah, today's episode is, I guess, we don't really have an agenda, but thought we would update you guys on the childcare sitch. Um, we sent the boys back to school this week. I've got, is it Billy Madison that does the back to school song? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, my gosh. It's, he's like, back to school to show my dad I'm not a fool. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. Billy Madison. Yeah. Um, so we sent them... I can't say that phrase without thinking about that song. We sent them back to school this week. Um, it's Arlo's first time going and Christian's first time in a full calendar year. Um, and it's been life-changing, to say the least, I think. We're only three days in, but it's been pretty life-changing. It has, yeah. I can... Uh... I can testify that I feel a lot better with that yeah. help. I, I think, so I figured in this episode we would like update you guys. I thought it could be helpful to talk about how we came to that decision to do it, you know, like in case there's anybody else who maybe is going, I, I, I have gotten a couple DMs that people are going back and forth with it and like not sure how to pull the trigger, um, maybe some parent guilt associated with it and what the outcome has been thus far. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's good because I think we dealt with the same apprehension first. I and mean, we thought about it for sev- months. Yeah, several months before we decided to do it. Um, and like you said, with it being Arlo's first time in daycare and he's a little clingier than Christian was as a, as a baby, we had some concerns how he would adjust and uh, hesitation yeah and so yeah we could talk through that and kind of how we got to the point of just saying now's the right time so what do you think it was that ultimately brought us to the point of knowing for sure we weren't ready well i think we talked about it for a while um whether or not we were like ready in the moment we always knew around the one year mark for arlo would probably be a good time and i think in the back of my head i I really wanted him to start socializing by around that time because um you know with christian he got to do that and and we saw how it helped with Mm -hmm. christian at about a year um and with arlo you know, he only has Christian. We don't we don't get him around kids a lot. And so I think for him, I knew it would be helpful because he's a little clingy. But I think in the last, like, week and a half where we're like, oh, I'm ready, it, they were just crazy. I was going to say, I think what, <laughs> what got me to the point of being ready, and it's like, it was a big decision because you've got two things you're weighing. You're weighing the idea, three, actually. You're weighing the idea of, like, 
putting your kids in someone else's care, obviously, which is a big difference from us watching them all day long. So it's like, that's a big move. It's just them being away from us and being with somebody else. Not to mention, we're still at the tail end of a pandemic. Hopefully it's the tail end, you know, and so there's a lot of thoughts and opinions around that. Plus, um, the financial aspect of it, you know, it's like we... We did a lot of crunching numbers and budgeting and figuring out, does it make sense to pay for this? Because I think for a while, part of our hesitation, too, was like, why pay for something that we can do ourselves, you know? Um, And also not like the uncertainty of the pandemic and just like the economy, like not knowing if we can actually afford it long term, like wanting to be careful. Just, you know, it's always like, are we going to set put ourselves in what is that noise? Airplane. I can hear it in the headphones more than I can hear it outside. That's crazy. Um, anyways, oh, Christian would love to see it. Hmm. Does he still call them hairplanes? Yeah. Hairplane. Hairplane. Um, anyways, yeah, not knowing if like, okay, we might put them in daycare now, but then a year from now, are we going to struggle because we've paid for all this child? Like it just, there were a lot of things to weigh. Um, and I think <laughs> what helped me get to the point of like, it was worth the money was because I feel like our quality of life every day was struggling. Like, not that, and, and it sounds bad. Like, you feel, I feel guilty saying that a little bit. Um, and it's, it's, I know that could be taken the wrong way, but it's true. It's like when you're, we're half-assing all of these different facets of our lives, you know, not putting in full effort with work, not putting in full effort for our own self-care, not putting in full effort for the focus of our children or making them happy or, you you know, having them be fulfilled. It's like we were just struggling. Like we were struggling. And the more mobile Arlo got and the more crazy the two of them got, like they needed the socialization and the, the energy burnout. And we needed the mental break. Yeah, you know, I'm a little different from you. I have zero guilt about it. Well, I didn't actually, have any guilt. You know, I... it's so interesting you say that because as I thought about this morning, I actually was going to ask you that because I think that's like a fundamental difference in men and women. I think, and I think it boils down to a confidence and like, a, I think the guilt stems from a place of like lacking confidence in those decisions, you know, because I don't feel guilty about things. I'm super confident. Like now I don't feel guilty for sending them. But last week when we decided to pull the trigger, I was like, oh, I feel kind of guilty about it. But now, you know, well, there's also still a lot of societal fuckery i'll call it um that makes it unfair for women i think there's an expectation that you as a mother like why would you put your kids in daycare when you're a capable mother oh hold on damn it sorry but me being a man it makes perfect sense being busy put your kids in daycare i got shit to do yeah and so you should not feel bad because you're making more money than me right now you gotta (laughs) you gotta put bread on the table honey um But I think there is like this, uh, like you said, the mom guilt of it or feeling like you might be judged for making a decision or just feel guilty with your own, you know, um, reasoning for why you might do it. And I don't have that guilt, not because I'm a man, but because like I've seen the benefit it had for Christian. And like you said, I'm just confident knowing like this is the right thing. I I have no reason to feel bad about something that is good for them, really good for us. And even in the short period of time that we've been doing it this week, we can see that we've actually been able to be 
more hands-on parents with them. Yeah. Because we're not doing 20 things at once. Totally. We have We have work time and you have family time. And that's how it should be. Yeah. And so we're just finally getting a little bit back to what is you know, normal life. Well, and I think in the last year, everybody has sort of lived in this space of the lines being extremely blurred, Mm -hmm. like work life, home life, family life is all one big clusterfuck where it's all under the same calendar, under the same time, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. this is the first time. And, and I feel like we especially feel it because we don't have family nearby. So, and that's not like a pity party. It's just a fact. Like other people may be able to drop their kids at, their parents and go for a date night or they might be able to you know have cousin time or sleepovers or whatever it might be have the grandparents watch the kids we can do those things and we haven't been able to do that before so i think um i can't remember where i was going with it but i think we feel the weight of the blurred lines even more so because we haven't had that break up until now yeah and like you said i think a lot of people have gone through it this through it this year where it's like you're you're doing zoom classes with your kids or you're doing their homework with them because there wasn't a way for them to do it somewhere else and like at a certain point that's not sustainable for anybody and so i think for the parents who have been able to like get their kids back in some type of school it's been helpful um for the people who have family to help that's obviously helpful and i think for us this was our help like it was either do this or keep doing what we were doing which mm-hmm. is like just watching Slailing. the kids yeah all by ourselves and uh you know you and me have had three or two this is our third day but two really productive work days with them there and then they've come home super excited to see us i think christian's more excited to see us yeah because he has some time away from us and like that's that makes me feel good as a parent um and i think as uh as a family, we're able to focus that time a little better. So it's felt really good for the last two days. Yeah, the time, and then the time with them is more like enjoyable and focused and more, you know, we're less focused on answering emails while they watch TV and like, you know, trying to do a million things at once. And it's more like when we're with them, we're with them. We're not with them and working at the same time. Yeah. And Christian's been so cute. Like when he comes out of daycare and he's so excited to see us and then he gives us more hugs at home. Like I'm sure just as much as we need that break, like kids get sick of their parents eventually. And so now he spends time with like kids his age the whole day or a lot of the day. He's learning things like he's he's already in the swing of it, which we haven't talked about that yet. But like they've adjusted really well. Yeah, the adjust. And I don't I can't tell if it's because they did so much time with us or like they were ready for the break, like you said, or if it's because they have each other. So it makes it easier. But um, I mean, Arlo has, it's just like no big deal. Like not a single tear. I cried more than they did, I think. And not a single tear from them. No hesitation. We really did a, I think like not to toot our own horns, but I think we did a good job prepping Christian. So when it came time for the first day of school, he was excited. I got him a new backpack. He like knew all about his teachers and he was ready to go and it felt like a big deal. And then by the time the second day came, he was squealing and running to them and was like, I'm so excited. And he yeah. loves it. And yesterday, Arlo, the only time he cried was when we picked him well, up. We picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm having fun. So I think I think that makes it feel easier on yeah. my soul too to know that like the boys, they are getting as much out of it as we are. And um it's still early. Like it's only this is our third day, but it has felt different it's felt good a full week and it's 
Yeah, it's been a game changer. And I will say too, I mean, this experience transitioning them has been really smooth for us. The first time we did this with Christian, when Christian was a year and he was our only, it was tough. Like there were many tears shed on both parts at that point. And like lots of drop-offs where he was reaching for me and screaming and I had to leave to go home and go to a meeting and it that was tough but after a few weeks it, he got to the point where he's at now where he was excited he had so much fun he would walk to his room like his school room on his own um and I think kids are you said it before but kids are more resilient and adaptable than we give them credit for I think yeah for sure I mean for them especially because like uh, I don't know enough about the anatomy of a child to confirm or deny this, but I feel like I've heard that their memory at this stage is also a little bit different to where like they don't hold on to these memories that long. And so like they very yeah. quickly adapt to the new normal and they can just jump into something and within a few days, it's like, oh yeah, this is what I do. This is what I do now. And so um, I think, you know, like you said, it's they're more capable than we give them credit for. And also... I think they need more than what we sometimes anticipate that they need. Like we clearly were not giving them everything they needed at home. And that's not a discredit to us or any other parents who have your kids at home. It's not like we're not trying our hardest and we're not doing a really good job, but there's things that we don't have. We don't have a bunch of five-year-olds to play with our kids. Like we don't have a bunch of resources to help them get all the stimulation they need. Like it's just not, it's not realistic for us to have that here. So to send them to, to school, I think is is um, really I feel blessed that we can. Yeah, because I do too. I'm we very uh, grateful for it. We probably couldn't have done it a couple months ago just because of different situations, and right now it feels safe, which is great. I think we're in a place where the money makes like like you said it the other day. You're like, this is the, the best, best investment money we've ever spent. This is the best investment we could make right now in ourselves and our business because and our kids' happiness and yeah. like it, overall patience with us too i mean like you said it's christian since they've been back he has been so much less hateful to me you know like he went through uh, and he still gets in his moods but he went through a phase where it's like i mean for sure you know like, i was gonna say he was never hateful was, though it felt hateful it felt hateful. it was violent it was aggressive but you know when he's like i don't love you and he's pushing me away and he he would tell us give him space like he, that was his thing he's like give me space and he hasn't said anything like that since i've been back because when he's with us he's happy to be around us yeah he's a he's a sweetie pie and i think he uh like he's come home talking a lot about things he's learned from the other kids things Singing he's songs. watched yeah like like he's just he's having a ton of fun which you know, I think you and me are fun parents. We do a lot of cool things with them. But, like, one-on-one time with your parents, it's just not the same as, like, you know, five of your friends hanging out playing those same games. And so he's he's been really excited. And then for Arlo, like you said, you know, he's too young to come home and tell us what he's been doing. But he seems happy. Mm-hmm. And when we drop him off, he seems happy. And so I just trust the fact that – and we get those reports, too. I mean, like, he's yeah. eating a bunch of food, taking good naps. Like, he doesn't seem – like, it was an adjustment at all, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, like, something I've been thinking about is the idea of, like, doing it all, which I think we... T- I can't remember what episode, but we talked about it recently, where it's like, I do believe you can do it all. However, I don't believe you can do it all every single day and do it all successfully. You know, like, in the bigger picture grand scheme of life, yes, I can 
have a career and a business and kids and a family. You know, I don't have to pick one or the other. Can I do all of those things successfully and happily and peacefully and calmly and well-rested every single day, all day long? No, that you need boundaries, you need schedules, you need hours that are focused. And um, I just, I think we have been pulled in a million directions for so long. It's time that we, like it was time, we were ready. Yeah, and I think also what we should talk about a little bit, because I'm sure if people are thinking about it, they probably are wondering, like, what's the schedule like? What are we doing? So I think what's worked for us so far is that we're not doing full days. We're doing, like, you know, a good chunk. I think it's several hours, maybe like five or six hours, I think. Yeah, we're doing, like, extended day. Um, And so they go eight to three right now and they eight don't go every single day they go three days a three week. days a week um so it allows us they have their school days that are work days for us and then when they're home they're like off days for us unless we have something crazy come up, come up yeah. if you have a meeting a random meeting or i have a random deadline but um i mean we're fortunate that we have the flexibility to do that you know yeah but i'll tell you we were working five days a week before, and it felt like I was doing no work. Like, it yeah. was just so hard. Three days a week right now a feels... time. It feels like I just got so much shit done. Like, it is amazing true. I mean, how productive I am when I'm able to not have to worry about, like, holding a baby while I'm typing an email. And, and you know what's crazy, too? Like, you've still been working late at night, but for me, I haven't had work to do at late at night. And... Prior to daycare, we were, like you said, we were both working five days a week and we were working until like midnight every single night. I mean, this podcast, we really seven days a week for you, seven days. Yeah. Cause I would still film and do stuff on the weekends. Um, and you know, this podcast, we were always recording at like 1030 at night and editing it and getting it out because there's no way we'd be able to get it done day of. And, um, now it's been like so strange for me that I don't, you know, it'll be at night, 10 o'clock, and I'm like, what do I do with myself? I can actually watch a show. I can actually decompress from the day. Um, And I think the biggest thing for me before doing this was we were living in this state where, you know, like this morning with the kids was super stressful, was overwhelming. They both woke up at 5.30 and were on one. Like I sent my friends a video of both kids walking around screaming at 6 a.m., like happy screams, just screeching out of joy and energy but at 6 a.m and any other day that would be a day where I was like holy fuck how am I going to get my work done and they clearly need extra attention today and you're going to have meetings and like we got to get out of this house at some point and I have packages to drop off and a video to edit and content to make for this brand and then it's going to get dark at 5 p.m and then it's time for bedtime and then we're all like you know and it, it was this this like hamster wheel where you never felt like you actually accomplished anything and then you somehow survive the day just to go to bed and wake up the next day and do it again and never actually recover and i think that's what it was for me the the most stressful or, or anxiety inducing thing was that i couldn't see a day even on a saturday or sunday or even a holiday i couldn't see a day in the future where it was going to be less crazy yeah and so if you don't see any like like kind of like lightening up of the workload then that workload in that moment feels even harder because like i don't know if you've ever done this but whenever you're working out 
and you're doing something really tiring, especially if it's like a run, if you go to check the time and you see you've got like, you're only halfway through or you're only a quarter way through, you feel more tired just seeing it. Like it's mentally weighs on you that you're already tired and there's so much to go. And I feel like that's the feeling I had with life and with work and the kids because I could not see the end where I'd get a rest. And so even though, you know, while they're in daycare, I'm actually working more, it is this, like this balance creates this, um, it creates like uh, an ebb and flow, an up and down of my work schedule rather than just being whatever it was, which is kind of hard all the time. And I think that just makes it more, more um, like it protects my sanity, I think, yeah. to be able to see that tomorrow is going to be a little different than today. No matter how good or bad today is, it's a little different. And that, that helped a lot. Yeah. I think, and I think every family is different. You know, I've had some people ask, like, how'd you know they were ready? Or how did you deal with that guilt? Or how, like, how'd you handle the transition? And I think, it, like, what it boils down to, in my opinion, is just do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. Do what works for you. Whatever your family needs to prepare or to feel at ease with it, whatever schedule you need to set, um, do it. And it might be different from the person next to you, you know, but it's right for your family and just have confidence in your decision. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say, um, cause I actually, you know, I called my dad to talk to him about it when we were getting ready to start and I wanted his opinion and I just kind of felt like it would help to have someone weigh in on it. So I asked my dad about it. And one of the things he said was kind of what you were saying, which is don't feel guilt unless it's like your true guilt. Like if it's coming from other people's opinions or if it's coming from outside expectations, he said the thing you have to remember is that no one is going through what you're going through. Even though we're all going through collectively, you know, a pandemic or we're going through, even someone has the same job as you, no one's going through the exact same situation you are. They don't know your home life. They don't know what's in your head. They don't know the emotions you're dealing with or what you might be struggling with on top of all the actual day-to-day struggles. And so if your situation is, is specific just to you, make the decision that's best for you. No one else should weigh in on that. And as a, as a parent, you know what is going to be good for you and your kids. And at least for what you and me have noticed is if it's good for you and me, it ends up being good for the kids. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when we are sane and when we feel good, the kids are noticeably better. And when I don't feel very good, that weighs on the kids. And I see that they have tough days when I don't feel good. And so... Yeah, don't feel guilt. Don't feel expectations of what other people are going to say because they're not living your life. You know, if they want you to keep your kids at home, have them come over and help you. They're probably not going to do it. So their opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking the same thing about like internet trolls and just people who like to share their opinions online. And it's like it at the end of the day, they're if they're not paying my bills, I don't really care what their opinion on my life is, you know? Um, And I think the same goes for your children. If they're not raising your kids and they're not putting that time in and they're not seeing the, you know, the output of whatever your decision is, if they're not seeing the consequences in the day-to-day life of it, then their opinion is just extra noise in the background. Um, And I even felt that this week. I, you know, I was nervous to even announce or say anything about us going like being I was nervous to share this sort of openly because you just don't know how many opinions there are going to be or what people are going to say and I think after one day of our kids there I saw how it was the right decision and saw how it had such a better impact on them and it's just sort of like 
you know, fuck what anybody else has to say because it's it's my kid and I know I know what yeah the situation is. You know, I agree, and I think too what helped. You know, not that we needed validation, but what did help was that you know daycare was highly recommended by our pediatrician. Mm-hmm. I mean, she said that this was something that we needed to prepare and get them back in as soon as we could. For their mental state. And their emotion, Yeah, mental state, emotional state, and also their development. Like she said that, um, you know, she supported what we were thinking, which was that we knew Christian needed that outlet. But she also said for their well-being, this is something that you cannot let go too long. And, and she said the pandemic or flu season or whatever may be going on, all these things are are dangerous and so you have to take a calculated risk and the 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 risk i think sometimes outweighs the reward so we had our own opinion but it was nice to be validated in some ways but quite frankly if she said nothing about it we'd still do it because we we still knew what was best for our family yeah i mean to your point even if the pediatrician would have been like you know don't do it it's scary times right now keep them home all the time you just got to make it work your employers will understand it's like well actually no that's not how our situation works and we we know what's best for our kids like just i think at the end of the day anything with parenting comes down to like having the confidence in your own decision in your own children in your own household to cancel out the rest of the noise the other opinions and do what's best for you and it usually pays off so that you feel better i mean we feel so much better mentally now than we did a week ago it's insane yeah and we talked about this on our last episode i think too with the idea of nothing being permanent so it's like if we were to take them and this week was horrible or next week was horrible take them back out yeah no big deal but i think it was time for us to try something because we knew our life needed it Mm -hmm. we we really needed something to help us and and this was um not the all-in-all answer but this is a big step towards balance in our life yeah So moral of the story is that if you ever see somebody on Instagram or anywhere that you think has it all together, they might not. Because many times people have asked me, how do you do it all? And I don't. I just, and that's what I tell people is I don't do it all. And I don't know how I get these things done. And it's a lot of late nights and losing my cool and feeling crazy until we take steps to make ourselves feel better and so if you're feeling like you need to do something to make yourself feel better in one way or another do it treat yourself treat yourself to that child care i think i'll end on that note anything else you want to say nope happy friday thanks for listening guys and uh yeah peace talk to you next week bye